worries, your worries. You roll them all up into a ball. You turn those son bitches sideways and stick them straight up. That candy out. Pick your goal and stick fucking to it. You wishy-washy motherfucker. I can't fucking stand you. I wanted to make sure that out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour. Those hours were too precious. And so there I just want to tell people, don't give me this thing, I have a difficult time, I need the time, and I don't have time for this, and I don't have that. You have time. You make the time. And now, welcome to the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by FitnessInformance.com. All right, guys, what's going on? Welcome inside the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast. I am your host, Fitness Informant Founder, CEO, Ryan Buck. I want to thank you all for stopping by to check out this great episode featuring Matt Porter of MPA Supps, also a competitive bodybuilder, very open about drug use on today's podcast. It's a great podcast that people have been asking for. They want to know more about steroids, more about SARMs, more about drug use in the world of fitness, and that's what we're going to give them today with Matt Porter from MPA Supps. Again, great company, great supplements, formulated to the utmost, highest quality, not necessarily designed for PED users, but can be used by them because that's exactly how good they are. Uh, I'm so stoked that you guys are tuning in this week. And again, if you like what you hear on the podcast, do us a huge favor, hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever you want, listen and watch your podcast. Hit that and stay up to date with us. Give us a rating and review us if you want to as well. Uh, that would be kind of cool. That helps with the algorithm to get us up, up in the uh, search rankings of those podcast platforms. A big week here uh, happening is we are four weeks out from the Arnold Classic, which is going to be just great. Myself and Gerhardt from FI are going to be out in Columbus, Ohio, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, meeting with people, meeting with fans, uh, lifting, obviously, and uh, just having a good time, really out there networking, and that we're really, really, really looking forward to it. So if you guys are going to be in Columbus that, that weekend for the Arnold Classic, Hit me up, DM me, Face. I don't FaceTime me, I don't have that iPhone thing, but hit me up, message me, DM, whatever it might be on Facebook, Instagram, you can email me, it's ryan at fitnessinformer.com. Let's get the group together, let's get out there and let's, let's clang and bang, let's lift and let's have a really, really good time. Listen, I'm pumped up, I'm really pumped up about a lot of new product launches and a lot of new releases coming out and this week's Pumped Up segment is being brought to you by Built Fast Formula's award-winning Blitz Pump Igniter. Not only is Blitz the winner of the Fitness Informant 2018 Shield of Excellence Award for the best pump product, it is also the first nitrate-based formula fully disclosed with 30 servings, not scoops. When Vaso Blitz is consumed daily. Even on your off days, it will last you a full month. All this for only $35 and is a special offer to our listening audience. Use a coupon code informant and save 15% on your next order of Vaso Blitz. Listen, I'm probably getting in trouble for saying this, but there's some really cool stuff coming out from Built Fast Formula, the creators of Vaso Blitz, our number one pump product. I seen a label last week. There's something coming, and it's going to be big, and it's good, and, and, and I'm excited about it. And we're going to bring some cool stuff here to the FI platform to give you guys an exclusive first look at what's coming out, an exclusive first chance to try this stuff before anybody else. So if you're not following us on social media, we're at fitnessinformant.com is our, our website, facebook.com backslash fitnessinformant. We're at fitnessinformant on Instagram. Make sure you're following for an opportunity to be uh, in the loop, in the know for what's going on with Build Fast Formula. Like I said, 
I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to talk about that. This might be a hush-hush situation, but hey, it's out here on this episode. It's out here on the podcast. Some really cool stuff coming from Built Fast Formula, and we're going to bring it to you exclusively at Fitness Informant. That is what I am pumped up about this week, uh, and it's just, it's brilliant. It is a brilliant, uh, brilliant thing coming down from Built Fast Formula. Also from Built Fast Formula, we're going to have our eight-week German volumized training program that will be launched over at fitnessinformant.com. This is a uh, program designed and inspired by the Strength Sensei, Charles Palquin. Uh, I am actually the one running this program. I've wrote all the programs over at fitnessinformant.com. Right now, as of this recording, we have three published. Uh, we have our eight-week lean mass program. We have our eight-week power building program. And then we have our eight-week uh, eviscerate fat loss program. And then this will be the fourth one joining the, that crew which is the eight-week German volume training, 10 sets of 10. Just think about that. 10 sets of 10, people. That is going to get you pumped up, just like the news from Build Fast Formula. There's a big genius moment of the week this week, and uh, it actually comes from our friends over at the Genius Brand. But our genius moment of the week is being brought to you by the Genius Brand. The Genius Brand offers high-quality supplements with scientifically proven, clinically dosed, all natural ingredients. With a blatant disregard for profit margins, the Genius Brand focuses on creating innovative, industry-leading wellness supplements to help you live an active, healthy, and long-lasting life. Supplements smarter today. Check out full reviews over at fitnessinformant.com of all the supplements that we've tried and reviewed of the Genius Brand. The Genius Brand just launched a digestion optimizer. This is genius. Literally genius because one thing in this space that meatheads like me typically don't don't do, I do. I mean, but I'm also an educated meathead. But a lot of meatheads, a lot of people who are hardcore in the fitness, they don't they don't concern themselves with their digestive health. It's protein, 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 creatine, uh, drugs, whatever it might be to get big. But your digestive health track, your digestive system is one of the most important things in your body. Like with poor and uh, poor digestion can really, really mess you up. And uh, I've experienced this firsthand. You know, when you consume too much of one thing, your body's not getting enough of something else and it needs it to help break down the food and help you actually metabolize the food in which you're eating, help you utilize the nutrients and the minerals in which are in the food that you're consuming. And digestion optimizer from the Genius Brand is absolutely genius in that you take it with a meal. And it helps you break down that meal. So that way, if you're having protein, it can help break that protein down into its simplistic form of amino acids, which then get uh, pushed into your muscles to help recover and uh, repair and rebuild. Really, that's what it is. And uh, it helps you break down some things that take some time to break down and get that stuff out of your system. It's going to re reduce bloat. If you have bloating issues, Digestion Optimizer from the Genius Brand is going to help reduce that. It's going to help uh, reduce basically this whole um, concept of holding water. You hold water because maybe your sodium intake is too high uh, or because of the foods that you eat. Digestion Optimizer can help with that. It's absolutely genius because I think what we all need to understand is, yes, there are your staple supplements, your creatines, your pre-workouts, your proteins of the world, but there are things like probiotics, uh, omega-3, 6, and 9s, and digestion products that you should be taking to supplement your supplements and your food because really uh, the truth of the matter is like we don't eat well as a society and any tablet or capsule that can help us break down that stuff, that shit that we eat into its simpler usable form is going to be absolutely genius. So that is our genius moment of the week sponsored by the Genius Brand. Um, guys, I uh, when I started writing these programs, a lot of people are asking me like you're writing them for muscle growth. Like that is, uh, you know, you are a, a bigger dude. I just turned 32 years old, and I weighed in at 213 pounds, which is like 15 stone. I like saying stone because I think it's cool. I see Eddie Hall say that all the time, but I'm 15 stone. 
32 years of age, five foot seven and a half, five foot eight. That's my stats. So I'm five foot eight on a good day, 213 pounds. Um, my lean body mass or my body fat percentage is probably right around 10, 11, maybe uh, at times it's in the single digits. So uh, it just depends on what I'm doing in terms of I'm dieting. But a lot of people make the mistake when they're trying to build muscle on doing things the wrong way. And the hypertrophy tip of the week this week is going to be brought to you by MuscleTech's new NitroTech IsoWeights, the purest whey protein isolate available on the market today. IsoWay uses pure BioPro 97% isolate as the only protein source, while most other isolate proteins on the market use a protein source that's only up to 90% pure. IsoWay also includes the revolutionary ingredient prohydrolase, which has been scientifically proven to break down protein quicker into its biousable form, resulting in a 20% more amino acid uptake versus the whey protein alone. This reduces discomfort and improves performance. It's packed with 25 grams of protein, less than one gram of carbs, and absolutely no fats or sugars. MuscleTech's NitroTech IsoWay is a must for protein users. I actually have this protein. I've been using this protein. It is a very good protein. I have the vanilla flavor. Uh, on a side note, before I get into the hypertrophy tip of the week, kudos to MuscleTech. Like, this brand is a big box brand that is out here. They could literally sit back, put their feet up, coast, and collect a paycheck. But what they're doing is they're actually developing and innovating new products there into the market. Vapor One, for instance, is a pre-workout. Uh, Shatter 8 Pump is another uh, pump product that we talked about uh, at Fitness Informant. And this MuscleTech's new NitroTech IsoWay using 97% BioPro isolates. Like These are good products coming from a big branded company. Yes, they're still products that are formulated with margin in mind because they have to. But they're not being so greedy. And for that, I appreciate it and I'm, I, uh, I applaud MuscleTech for the direction that they're taking as a company because it only helps us within this sports nutrition society that these big brands look at some of these small brands and take notes saying like these small brands might never be as big as us, but they're cooler than us. So let's catch up on that coolness aspect and MuscleTech is definitely do that. The hypertrophy tip of the week is, is we're going to talk about cardio. Cardio when it comes to muscle building. Like... Should you do cardio when you're trying to bulk? And the answer is yes. You should always do cardio. You should do cardio 300 or you should do cardio year round, not 365 days, but year round because it's good for heart health. It's good for fat metabolism. It's good for uh, stress relief. It's good for so many things, cardio itself. And like your cardiovascular system, right? It's called cardio, your heart, your lungs. This stuff is important. It's important whether you're 315 pounds or you're 150 pounds soaking wet. You should be doing cardio. You should be incorporating it into your workout routines. Now, the mistake that people make when they're trying to build muscle is they might do too much cardio. And what I mean by that is too much cardio can be catabolic, meaning that it's going to actually not be anabolic, but it's going to eat away at the muscles. So you have these muscle fibers. You have a type one and type two different muscle fibers, right? Each one is for endurance and one more is for strength. If you look at, say, a marathon runner, they have really good um, fast-switch muscle fibers, which means that they have really good endurance. They can run 21 miles. I can't, I can't fucking do that. I don't want to do that. But I'm saying, like, I couldn't do that. My muscle, I don't work those type 1 muscle fibers, the, the fast-switch muscle fibers. Marathon runners can. But marathon runners also have a really hard time picking up a toothpick off the table, right? Because their type 2 or their slow-twitch muscle fibers are the ones that aren't getting worked out the way they should. So us in like the bodybuilding fitness community, we don't necessarily work those fast twitch muscle fibers because we're not really concerned with long range endurance when it comes to cardio. We're more focused on those slow twitch muscle fibers and, and tearing those and repairing those so that way they can get bigger. 
But if you do too much cardio, what I'm saying is it's going to focus too much on those fast twitch muscle fibers. You're not going to be working those slow twitch muscle fibers. Therefore, you're going to kind of essentially, uh, I guess, stranglehold your gains. So cardio should be a must in any hypertrophy training program. I actually include them in all the training programs that I write at Fitness Informant. But don't overdo it. Like, you don't need to do 60 minutes of cardio every single day. In fact, I don't recommend that ever. Like for my programs, if it's a five-day-a-week program, like I recommend you do cardio three, four days a week, and, and I recommend you do cardio at like durations of 20 to 30 minutes. I also like HIT cardio. It's high-intensity interval training where an example of HIT cardio would be uh, you sprint for 30 seconds on the treadmill, and then you walk for a minute. Sprint for 30 seconds, walk for a minute, and you do that up to 15 minutes. You don't need much more than that, and that really helps burn fat. So the hypertrophy tip of the week this week brought to you by MuscleTech really focuses on incorporating cardio into your weightlifting program as it's designed towards hypertrophy and muscle-building growth. Incorporate it. It's a must. You need it. Just don't overdo it. If you have questions, reach out. I can help you, uh, guide you. But I think so many people think like I need to do cardio so I can stay lean. Listen, you're going to put some body fat on if you're actually doing a legit hypertrophy program. It's part of the process. But you can limit the body fat by incorporating good cardio into that workout. All right, guys, uh, we are going to wrap up this opening segment. We're excited to bring in Matt Porter. You guys have asked for more real podcasts, talking about steroid use, talking about drug use. Matt Porter has literally used so many different things, and he talks about it on this podcast. But he also just had recently had a child. So we talk about like steroid use and the ability to have a child. It's possible. You can do it. Matt is uh, living proof of that. And now he's on TRT. So we talk about that. We talk about MPA subs. We talk about the future. Uh, some really good stuff coming up right next here uh, after a short message from our boy, Matt Porter. Hey, Speed Racer. <coughs> hey, buddy. It's, it's just pre-workout. Yeah, that's what they all say. Do me a favor, pull over. The only fully dosed, ready-to-drink pre-workout available now at Redcon1.com. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. Things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, it just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. I've spent most of my life chasing what's termed as unattainable. An obstacle in my path, I torment it. 
Any limitation trying to control my environment, I tame it. Any excuses I transform into commitments. The haters, they're too small for me to even see. For 28 months before Cage Muscle even released, I broke myself against the will to identify, track, test, and trial the ultimate resources available in human existence to bring you something the world has never seen. Change is upon us. Don't justify your complacency. Evolve with me. Part animal, part machine. I'm Chris Kethin, and I am Cage Muscle. Split screen with me, Matt Porter from Matt Porter Approved Supplements, MPA Supps. Obviously, one of our favorite brands at Fitness Informer. But Matt, you're still looking fucking jacked as ever, dude. Like, I mean, your whole traps are taking up my entire screen right now. What are you weighing in at today? I've been about 260 for probably three months now. 260. And at your heaviest, you were what? Honestly, on my heaviest, even whenever I was like full-blown yeah. tunnel vision, taking a bunch more stuff, um, I was probably like... 265, 268, but like a better composition because I was shotgunning more hormones. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was a harder version, you could say. Sure. Well, I love that we're getting you on the show because a lot of people have been asking me, it's like, can we talk about PEDs and can we talk about SARMs and stuff like that? It's like, yeah, we can talk about it. It's not taboo yeah. to me. I mean, my, I myself did a whole podcast on how steroids basically saved my life. I'm on TRT, changed everything in my life. Um, much happier today than I was prior to going on that. You actually, and this is a story I want to talk about right away because it hit home with me. My wife and I were trying to get pregnant for a long time. Didn't work. We had a miscarriage. It was unfortunate, but I thought, hey, maybe it was something with me and Obviously, you and your wife went through a, a situation recently where you wanted to have a child, and it worked. And you just posted yeah. about kind of like what you had to do in terms of your TRT regulation and, and how you had to alter it and do it. But like, can you walk us through that scenario? Because I think it's a miracle. I think it's awesome that everything happened, and, and you have a little baby boy, and it's super cool. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, like, the general consensus is, like, if you take hormones ongoing, um, you're going to be sterile. and You can't have a yeah. kid. But we've all seen throughout time as being a fan of bodybuilding, looking at the magazines, even like back when we were younger, that bodybuilders have had kids, right? Yeah. And they've taken a lot of product, right? Um, so it's really, it's really individual. I mean, I've also known people that have never taken a steroid in their life and they have issues conceiving. Yeah. So um, there was definitely a concern though. So the main thing that um, I wanted to have done was to have a kid but not get off my TRT because I went through that being rock bottom for like seven months. Oh, it's miserable. Oh my God. And I just didn't want to go back to that state. So the main thing is to go get a sperm count. Yeah. So I knew if I go get a sperm count and there's a detection, meaning that it's above a million or even hundreds of thousands, there's a chance. Sure. But obviously if it's non-detectable, um, you're going to have to obviously get off everything and maybe even pay thousands of dollars to do in vitro or whatever. So we went to a fertility clinic and like, of course the doctor was like pushing expensive procedures. Yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't they? That, and literally the one that he spoke of, like the testicular extraction, I think it scared me into having a kid. Like <laughs> I cringed whenever he said like, it's like a long needle. 
they drive into the testicle and they they withdraw like the sperm <sighs> manually and i was like oh i was like all right we're having a kid so um but after that i went and got my sperm test done and it came back that i still had detectable sperm so i knew i was good then after that i got on a hmg and hcg reg, uh, regimen and you know that's the thing hcg is really readily available and it's cheap but hmg is like super expensive it's almost yep. like growth right mm-hmm. um but you know i was able to get it through like an online pharmacy in india or something and i was uh i think i told my regimen it was just real simple um 75 i used three times a week of hmg and then i did um i think it was a thousand i used of hcg three times a week too okay so you jacked that yeah okay perfect and i want to be actually honest with everyone too like Sometimes I wasn't perfect with taking it every week because we travel a lot. Sure. So like, we, I mean, we were able to have my little son with not the most consistent regimen, too. Yeah. Well, I just want to, I want to say, like, normal TRT regulations, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, for me, I'm on 200 MGs a test a week, uh, test site, and I actually take 1,000 IUs of, of HCG. So um, you are doing essentially 3,000 HCG a week plus HMG. To, to make this happen. Now, it's not to say that it could have happened on a 1,000, but I think you just upped your chances. I mean, it, like I said, it could have happened on nothing. It could have happened right. just because I'm firm. Like, I still yeah. have it, right? So I just want to take, you know, extra precaution to really drive it home. Um, and then another thing, um, so I was, you know, I'm on my TRT, but I was doing these experiments where I would YouTube them. So during yeah. this time, I was doing a Primobolin experiment that was ran over the TRT. I was doing 500 milligrams of Primobolin a week. And uh, so, yeah, and I was, like, super lean, like, basically contesting because I was doing a photo shoot for MPA Sup. Mm-hmm. So we got pregnant around the photo shoots. So, like, usually whenever bodybuilders are that lean, nothing functions right. <laughs> so, I mean, I was able to be super lean. I was on a primo cycle, and I had a baby. So, Well, congratulations. I mean, honestly, it's awesome. And how does it, how does it feel to be a dad? I mean, is it everything you imagine? Yeah, you know, everyone's always like, oh, once you have your own kid. Now, you're always like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. Right. Like, it's right, right? You know, it's true. Like, whenever you have your own kid, I mean, it does. It's just magical, you know, whenever you see a piece of you in the kid. It yeah. changes everything. So, yeah, well, it's, your, it's your kid looks just like you. I've seen you post pictures. Like, quite a bit like me. And, uh, yeah. It just motivates me to just be better in all aspects of life, you know? Yeah. Well, how old is your kid now, as of this recording? Seven months. Okay, yeah. And I have a baby girl who just turned five months as of the recording today. But you're right, man. Like, really, we're these, you know, you're much bigger than I am. But I'm, I'm 210, 215 at 5'8". Like, I'm... I'm this big dude, but they make us softies. They change us. I mean, we're teddy bears around them. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. But I'm, I'm so happy. But it definitely, my routine, man, it's like we are at this kid, like me and my wife, we, we, we double team it. I'm involved because I work from home. Mm-hmm. And it's like stop catering. I mean, they got to be entertained nonstop. I, I didn't realize it'd be that much work, <laughs> you know, yeah. honestly. Well, at least when they get older, they can entertain themselves, hopefully, a little bit. But we have another kid relatively soon so they can kind of grow up and play with each other mm-hmm. you know? well, that's awesome well, let's talk let's talk about then how long were you actually on stuff before this happened because i think a lot of people think well the longer you're on something it reduces the the chance of you actually be able to conceive a child which is i mean it could be true but like let's just talk about it like how long were you on on hormones steroids whatever it's been in, until this moment in your life well uh i started when i was 20 okay and um so like in the first i'd say from that was in 2005. So from like 2005 to 2010, mm-hmm. I would basically use stuff just pre-contest usually. So like 20 weeks to 24 weeks. And then off-season back then, I would literally just come off, rebound with food, 
and recomposition and get a little fatter and bigger, but not really care. Um, you know, and, uh, so basically I wasn't, I was using, but I was like more like yo-yoing, right? Sure. And so like 2011, whenever I really wanted to finally make a push for it and actually take a real off season, which I never took for like six years, I kept competing, competing, competing. Um, that's whenever I literally just stayed on from like 2011 to 2015, right? Which is a long um, time. I mean, to be on something consistently. Time. Yeah. About 10 years, about 10 years. Yeah. I mean, so it can happen. I mean, but I think the, the big thing is, and I've had people message me about this stuff all the time. And they're so irresponsible about what they're doing in terms of like they don't take anything in terms of like liver protection, cardiovascular health, which your line actually offers some really awesome stuff. But it's like they're shooting, uh, you know, straight tread. I had a guy talk to me about shooting straight tread. Nothing else with it. It's like, what are, you, what are you doing? Take care of yourself, you know? And like, I mean, how often do you have people reach out to you? It's got to be like every day about advice that, I mean, to take care of themselves while they're on something. Especially now since like I kind of did my whole 180 with my health approach in 2015 actually. Yeah. So, I mean, I get a lot of emails, inquiries, and people just seeking advice. Obviously, I'm no medical doctor, so I always... Uh, yeah, absolutely. That. Yeah. I just say it's just my opinion, but I know what, what's, what's worked for, for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, people are literally... And I was, I was guilty, because I was one of those people. I mean, mm-hmm. I was ignorantly... I, I, I knew better instinctively, but I was so tunnel vision, I didn't want to think about the ramifications of Oh, there's a phone call. Sorry about that. Oh, no, you're good. Um, so, yeah, I was negligent, man, for like until literally I got hit in the face with some health issues in 2015. Um, so, yeah, but whenever you're like 20 years old yeah. to 28, you literally think you're Superman, mm-hmm. you know. And the thing is, I don't think I think a lot of people that hear this will relate if they're in that plight that I was, that tunnel vision. I was so scared at first when I first started engaging in hormones. Like I didn't like to take injections. I was scared to stay on. That's why I came off. I didn't want to ruin my pituitary. But after the years go on, you get so desensitized to that that then it's no big deal. Then it's second nature. It's like brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. Until you're at the point where it's like nothing's happened to me yet. I'm going to keep going. You start really thinking you're in like a dream, like a fantasy land, and it won't happen to you. Until if something hits the fan, finally it will give. And when it does, you wake up. Yeah. So a lot of these guys are in that psych, that tunnel vision. It's like I was at the point where I used to be super afraid, but then I was at the point in 2013, 14, where I was like, I was trying anything. Not that the doses were crazy high, but it was like any product, fat burner, injectable Helios. Um, I was doing um, glucagon injections for localized fat loss for pre-conscious. I was doing like just crazy different stuff because I was like, you know, whatever. I, I'm fine. Yeah. You know, I, I, I look fine. And I felt so bad that it was, I was used to feeling bad, so I didn't know what bad was. You know, I was just desensitized, basically. You know, how, did so you, how, how did you know you were getting information? Like, the information provided to you was accurate, or were you taking a, a risk on the information as well? Meaning what? Was it like, you know, like uh, some of these, some of the cycles that you were on in terms of learning about them and the proper dosage. I mean, do you have a reliable source that you trusted in? Was it more of you personal research and, and reading different forms? I mean, like, I'm going to try this. No, I mean, as far as like cycles, like, like I've always, I've been really blunt with like what I've taken in the past, whether people believe me or not. Um, so, I mean, as far as my dosages, I was always very conservative. Um, up until 2012 or 11, whenever I took an off season, I always told people like off season, like I never really would take anything. And then finally I started doing like 750 to 900 milligrams of test, which was three cc's a week. 
uh, whether it's 250 per mil or 300, that would equate to 750 or 900. Right, right. Add an, an, an anabolic, whether it was EQ at 600 or DEC at 600. And then GH, when I finally introduced GH in 2012, four I used. So, like, that was my off which was really not anything compared to some of these people's stories, right? Mm-hmm. But then pre-contest, I would add in the Primo, the Trends, the Winstrels, the Anavars, all that stuff. So, really, pre-contest is when I would get more experimental. But off-season, I was always very basic. I mean, I, I guess if I had more time without a health scare, I probably would have increased from 900 milligrams that eventually got up to 1,200, et cetera, maybe. Um, I just never felt there was a need to. Like, I felt like that was a sufficient amount of testosterone, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, like, above natural level. <laughs> right. You should be able to throw off that. Um, not to say that maybe I wouldn't have taken more had nothing happened. But, um, but yeah, I would say, um, as far as information or whatever, you know, I always was um, basically went off my instincts. Like, that's why I never took above 900. I always felt it was sufficient. Whenever I was pre-contest, um, I remember one time we did experiment back in the day, my friend and I long time ago with high dose trend and i literally lasted six days i think we were brewing our own fenoplex pellets back in the day we convert the cattle pellet yeah brew it because it was cheap we were like young we were like uh, 21 22 and instead of going through our source and paying like thousands of dollars for a safe primo cycle or, right. or whatever prices were ripping us off so we we're like we can just order pellets for like dirt cheap and run like a high dose of them gain more than we would off pre-primo or whatever and I remember we took like 150 a day, um, literally by day five or six. My I almost had like a carpal tunnel syndrome, like uh, wow. growth hormone. Yeah. I couldn't feel my They were numb, nosebleeds. I got off that crap immediately. And then with Trent, I always found my threshold was like 50 milligrams a day or 350 a week was a really good dose. Um, so, yeah, it was all trial and error, but I always had my instincts of what I was comfortable taking. You know. Well, there's so much bad information online, right? Like when it comes to these, there's a lot of different forums that people are that that speak on. Like you Google Anavar, and there, there's a million forums you could you could listen to. So like somebody who's contemplating or thinking about doing this for the first time, I mean, that's where they go. They go to the internet for information. Not to say that information is all accurate. So like, what's your advice to those people who are like considering going on something, trying something, and they use the World Wide Web for the information? Like smart, not smart. I mean, you always got to consider the source and how credible it is the person, if they have right. an agenda, if they're sponsored by Underground Lab, if they're, they're you know, whatever. Um, but, I mean, my best advice is, is and, and it's, I was instinctively naturally did this myself, is I'd experiment with one thing at, at first at a smaller dose and kind of assess. Nowadays, man, people are like stacking three to four things with growth or insulin mm-hmm. with their first or second cycle. So I always took things in steps. And I did everything in steps, whether it was with anabolics or even competition, where I'd win an overall at a local show state show, regional, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I always do things by a process. That just made sense to me, right? Right. Why do you think it's still taboo for bodybuilders to speak about being on stuff? I mean, I th- I'm thinking about, like, the Generation Irons of the World, these movies, these, these shows that they actually come out and they'll, they'll ask Phil Heath, like, what do you take? And they don't, they don't say anything. But we all know that, obviously, and it's fine. Like, I'm totally cool with it. But, like, why do you think it's taboo or they still don't want to talk openly about it? Well, here's the thing. Today is, if anything, is, is, is it's gotten a lot better, whereas it's now cool to talk about it, right? Sure. YouTube, all these social media, we have all this access to pros now. And, and here's the thing. I even wrote an article about this, about forums of yesteryear versus the platform mm-hmm. now. Back in the day, like before, you know, 2005 or whatever, the pros were like these sacred, mysterious, like you didn't know. You, yeah. just, you heard, you, had, you know, magazines were big, so they contracted them so they can't speak a word about this stuff. You would hear from friends that know a friend that know a friend. Now it's like 
more pros are retired now or maybe realizing there's more money being made off telling their drug story and selling a website, a pay site to join. They're going on Generation Iron talking about it or wherever. You know, because YouTube, there's a lot of sensationalists that are already been pros, and we all know certain personalities that talk about drug use and synthol and all this stuff. So now it's like in vogue to talk about this stuff. So really, it's come a long way. Now, there's certain people like, of course, Phil Heath and, you know, Jay. There's guys that are not going to open up because it's not a business move that's smart for them because they're making money without doing that. But there's guys that are probably struggling that are like, well, shit, I can just be an open book and say some sensational shit, and people are going to eat that up. Right. You know, so. So really, nowadays, it actually is more prevalent to hear about this stuff. Um, but like I said, not to the likes of the people that are really highly respected. You still kind of don't know what they do. But like maybe the, the, the intermediate even pros, they're more open, man. You know, yeah. like Facebook, you interact with them on Facebook and Instagram. Now people can talk shit to them, belittle them, slander them. And it's like you never did that shit back in the day. It was respect. No. There's way more respect. Now they're succumbing to... Succumbing to it's cool to reach out to fans and everything, but now fans have a platform to bash you. And it's kind of weird, man. Like this day and age, to be honest with you, it was so much cooler and sacred back in the day. <laughs> sure. It's, you know, it's funny too. Like I think about for the longest time, I was always accused of being on something for the long. And I wasn't like, I was literally clean at that point. Wasn't on something. I took that as a compliment. It's like, great. You think I'm on something. This is fantastic. Now yeah. somebody, somebody accused me of it. Cool. Yep. You're right. Uh, it's the first thing that people do, though. Like, I mean, it's a sense of, like, insecurity of their own, own part to be like, well, they got to be on something. What's your response? Because I, I get that a lot, right? Like, he's, you're on something, Matt. You're like, you're not natural. Like, okay, so? But, I mean, like, I think people don't understand, like, the work you still have to put in, even if you're on no. something. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone gets that. If they start doing something uh, different from other people and it's noticeable, I mean, it seems like there's, well, they're doing that because... I'd look like that because they're doing this. So, I mean, that even happened with me in, in high school. Like, I've told this um, before, I think, on Jay Cutler TV, that, like, I started getting so entrenched into bodybuilding even at, like, 15 when I first started. I was like, once my mind just clicks on something, it's 150%, right? Mm -hmm. So I literally transformed from, like, sophomore year to junior year. Like, it was kind of weird now the recollecting back on it. Um, like, 140 pounds to 217 within, like, 11 months, 10 months. Um, but I was, it was like, I finally got fat. I was a natural skinny kid. I, I forced my genetics to get fat at that point after like 185 pounds. It was just garbage. But I remember there were like, every kid was like, he is on shit. He's taking steroids and there was rumors and stuff. And I was actually scared of, um, andro products and like pro -hor -hor hormones. Oh, as you should have been. Those like fucking things like, back then were nuts. <laughs> back then it was VPX had like Paradeca, Decavar, yeah. and style and stuff. Um, and literally I didn't have a lot of money. I was with my dad, he's single, living in an apartment. Like I, all I had money for literally was like food. I'd go to the dollar menu. I would eat a bunch of fast food. It was terrible, but I didn't care because I thought I was a hard gainer. Um, nothing but like Carbomax, which is maltodextrin powder, homemade yeah. weight gain. I tell you, man, and thinking about that, I should do a video on what I freaking ate. Like I can probably recite exactly a full day of what I ate back then. And I was able to maintain that for like four or five months before my body just shut down, but I was force feeding so much food. It was just disgusting. And, um, I literally, yeah, I mean, I put on a lot of freaking weight. Like I said, a lot of it wasn't quality towards the end, but yeah, people were, and I don't really blame them. It was kind of crazy to see that kind of transformation. Um, but yeah, I mean, and even, you know, fast forwarding to, to now where, um, I came down, I got on my TRT and I responded really well. And people were like, Oh, he's on more than TRT or he's this, or he's like, but it's like, 
I did some random shotgun preps recently for 2017 and then 18, where I just jumped into the show because I was lean year round yeah. re- um, recently. And um, I ex- uh, disclosed what I took, you know, and people were like, well, he's lying. There's no way you can win that overall or do. But the thing is, like, if you look at my picture where I just won and compare it to 2014, there's a difference. Yeah. I'm not the same. I'm a little bit flatter. I'm not as round, not quite as hard. But yeah, I have muscle memory to where it was good enough to win these, you know, state shows. It's just fine. People don't want to like, you know, there are always some of those people out there that just can't stand hearing that maybe some people have a hard work ethic or the genetics are decent. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. And I think maybe in that case, if you're able to step in just to do a random show for shits and giggles and you win, then maybe the other people competing against you should maybe rethink about how they're, they're approaching that prep. Uh, because they, they, you know, so, um, let's talk about high school, two things. I want to go back to you in high school because I think that'd be interesting, but, uh, I get quite a bit, 14, 15, 16 year olds ask me about stuff, you know, pre-workouts, just supplements, drug use. Like I tell them to stay the, I tell them, I mean, their, their, their growth, their natural growth hormone at that level and their test levels are so high. It's like you're on a cycle anyway. Like you don't need something. Um, but I mean, if a 16 year old or 17 year old who's playing football has a chance to maybe go full ride scholarship to university and they have an opportunity to maybe take a, a cycle of, of test and DECA or whatever to help them get size. Like what's, what's the first thing you say to them? Oh, gosh. We're, are, are we talking like a 16, 17-year-old? Yeah, 16, 17-year-old going into their senior year. Like, this is the year to prove to the scouts, like, you deserve a full ride. And and really all this is, like, a, a difference of 15 pounds, and they know a cycle could help them get there. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, there's no way I could in my right mind, you know, condone that. I mean, even, like, 18 would be, like, the very minimum. Yeah. But I think there's so much to be done with food and forcing training. Like, I'm a testament of that. And I, and I don't have, like elite genetics or else I'd be at the Olympia or whatever, but I have decent genetics. So if I can do what I did with my weight and be obsessive compulsive with eating and training hard, I, I would say to the 16 to 17 year old, just hold off just yet. Right. Until you're at least 18, 19, et cetera. You know, I, yeah, in my right mind, I couldn't feel right, you know, condoning that at all. And maybe they'd be just fine. I'm sure there's tons. I mean, let's face it from YouTube and all the sensational bullshit personalities. There's tons of 16, 17 year olds taking a bunch of steroids. Right. Yeah, there absolutely is. And it's just weird to think about it because like manipulating your hormones at that age when they're starting to like really find their own rhythm, it's just fucked. I think it's kind of fucked up. It's like, you know, let them get there. Let them get into their age and then take something. Um, I remember when I, we were um, in junior year, whenever we were, I was gaining quite a bit of weight and I had my training partner who was like my neck and neck, right? We were always, you know, kind of like internal battle within each other. Yeah. We were like best and like, you know, we got the buzz where like we were learning about steroids and sustain cycles and DECA cycles, and like all these words. And then, you know, we, we heard that the seniors, some senior football players were taking certain things. There's rumors going around. And I remember I was so paranoid and I was just like, I knew I'm like, no, my growth plates will be stunted. I don't want to ruin that. Like I was so scared. I remember my friend was like, fuck it. I want to do it. I want to find some, um, some sustenon amps and blah, 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 blah. But I remember I was so scared out of my mind back then knowing that the ramifications could be i probably blew them up in my head more than they would have been i probably would have been just fine yeah but i was like no i'll stop my growth my testicles will disappear um (laughs) so i mean i i don't i guess some kids just don't care i was always scared you know what i mean like you i just felt that the side effects back then at such a young age wasn't worth it i knew the the growth potential naturally was there you know right what were you like in high school were you the cool kid you know, I had a great time in high school. Some kids have a terrible time. They have better time in college or whatever. But, like, man, high school was great because, um, like I said, I was single with my dad. 
Um, I had a really kind of rough upbringing in my childhood. Sure. Um, my parents split up. It was nasty, and I was living all around different places. And finally, my dad came back, and we were like solid, man. My dad was taking care of me. I was putting me through high school, making sure I was on point. And um, it was just a great time. Like, I loved high school, dude. Like, it was great. I had, you know, no issues with any bad experiences. But, and the funny thing is I, like, got all the partying out and, like, really young, where some yeah. people are goody-goody and they party in college or whatever. I, like, partied in high school and, like, did my thing. But still passed with great grades and all that stuff. So, um, no, it was wonderful. So, high school, you know, the first part I was into, like, aggressive inline skating. So, I was, like, almost like an amateur pro. Because um, all my cool. friends. Yeah, I got into that when I was, like, seventh grade, sixth grade. Okay. Stayed with it until like end of ninth grade, and then sophomore year, the friends that I was doing it with were all four years older, so they like went to college and they were out of it, so I had no one to do it with. So then I remember my best friend at the time, David, uh, was into weight training. He's like, "Come to class." Once we started that, man, like it clicked. Like I just, I always took care of myself instinctively. Like I ran, I jogged outside, I did cardio because I wanted to stay lean and chiseled because I was into girls, obviously. Yeah. I to work it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think the main thing of why the weight training stuck with me so fast was because, like I said, no, by no means am I genetically elite. I was actually very, very skinny, but I was lean. So my hypothesis was since I was so lean and I had vascularity in my shoulders and my arms, whenever I trained even immediately with being skin and bones, it was still motivating because I could see the muscles and I could see the veins and I saw like some cool shit happen, even though I was a twig. So I think for me, starting at that point just was more motivating, whereas maybe some people that are husky or thick skin, they don't have any veins or cuts or abs, a little bit less motivating. So, I mean, I got into it like immediately. Yeah. Well, I can imagine when you went from, you know, when you got up to that 217, you know, in the course of 11 months, were, you, were the football team starting to try to get you on the team? Did you play football? Yeah. Like, I mean, you're a big guy at this no, point. So funny because like when I was freshman and sophomore year, like when I was a little skater, I was like super – like back then into my clothes, into my hair, my earrings, like I was really like pretty. And um, I think the football players like made fun of us and called us fruit loops. And, you know, right. they're hating. We got girls, like we got girls, they knew it. And, but they didn't like us. We were kind of like pussies, right? Um, little skinny skater kids. So when I got into weight training, I mean, I like snapped, right? Remember I shaved my head. I'm in there and I'm like getting results pretty fast. I'm like, I remember the football players were like getting respect for me. Right. So then junior year, um, so like I said, I started weight training sophomore year around 138, 40 pounds. By the end of sophomore year, I was like up to 150. So in like three or four months, I put on like 12 pounds or whatever. Then that summer from sophomore to junior, dude, I came back at 170, but like lean still, I wasn't putting on body fat. That's whenever all the coaches were like, we want you come to tryouts. Like we, like they wanted my friend and I, cause we were so, we transformed so much. And of course, all the football players now had respect for us. The guys that were talking shit about us. And um, we were so obsessed with compulsive bodybuilding, we knew daily doubles were catabolic. We would lose weight. We'd lose our calories, our glycogen. We wanted to have all that for our bodybuilding, right? Yeah. So I regret it. I really wish I played football. I love football. Um, but I was so now warped into bodybuilding and nutrition and being in a positive nitrogen balance. All this stupid shit that a kid shouldn't have worried about. You know, I was going to parties with my Max Muscle protein shake, right? <laughs> yeah, I still max, have fun. max Muscle, right. My max Muscle protein shake, the, the, the lid yeah. that would over um, but the thing, but the thing is, 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 uh, I go to parties and I have my protein shake and I would only drink if I knew that I had a girl on lockdown. So if I knew a girl was like set in stone that respect. night, respect, drink. respect, right? Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely. Know what I'm I would yeah. just get drunk and fuck up my protein synthesis for fucking <laughs> out my gut. Right? Yeah, right. Right. That's, that's the way my mind was, man. So I was like, 
over the top from the beginning. Well, you didn't have the you didn't have the internet back then, so like you're getting your information from what like Weeder publications and, and different well, magazines. We had a little bit of internet, so I mean, like 2001, 2002. Remember, there was a forum called Freaks Online with a okay. Freaks. And um, yeah, you know, so there were there was some internet out there, definitely. Um, like I posted not too long on my Instagram about the AOL Instant Messenger AIM. So yeah, AIM I think like, the thing was awesome. It was great. That's, I mean, you would you'd be like really ballsy and brave on that shit. You know? Yeah, I die in person, but I would just spit, you know type yeah. game and hook up, you know, for the weekend, and <laughs> it was awesome. So uh, yeah, there's internet, it just wasn't quite the same capacity. AIM and then ICQ was big. Those yeah, are like I the, the two first. Of that one. Just, just AIM was my thing, and then after high school, I. I guess it still was around, but I, you know, then there was MySpace and all that shit. So yeah, right. So I mean, did you watch like competitive bodybuilding? Then like Ronnie at that, I mean, you know, like Ronnie and Jay growing up, and then these are. I mean, obviously you and Jay are, yeah. are close now. Like, are those yeah. influences too? But you know, the funny thing is, is um, I remember whenever my training partner, she was like immediately convinced, like I want to be a bodybuilder. This is when we were sophomore year, and I was like still on the fence. I was like, look at the magazines, like no, dude. His neck's thick. He's like a bucket head. I don't want to be a meathead. I'm like, that's not stylish. It looks stupid. Girls don't like that. And he was like, no, dude, I'm down with that. Let's do that. But then as I got more into it, right, typical story, I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. I, w- I want to be a bucket head, a meathead. I like that. I don't give a shit about girls. It's about what I like. So my mind slowly morphed and I got more into it. It's kind of funny. When did you, when was your first, when, did you, when was your first competition? Um, I was 19. It was the Northern Golds Classic in 2004, so right after high school. Okay. Um, yeah. How'd so, you do? And then, you know, funny thing is, is um, we were so pessimistic, my training partner and I. We we actually looked really good for our age, right? But we were so in our own delusions. We thought, no, we're we aren't good. Our big stickup was like, we don't have calves. If we don't have calves, we can't compete. And that was my my stigma that was stuck in my head. I remember we were training in my um. At the time, my sister's husband was like, he knew some bodybuilding stuff, and he was, he knew I was really into it. And he's like, why don't you do a teen show? He's like, you guys will kill it. And I was like, no, nah, man, my calves, they're just not big enough. He's like, your calves? He's like, that's one muscle. I'm like, yeah, but, I mean, they're pretty bad. He's like, that's ridiculous. And for whatever reason, him saying that, it, like, clicked, and I was like, you know what? He's kind of right. It's ridiculous. So I remember at that point, I told my friend, my training partner, I'm like, hey, you want to go find a show and just give it a go? He goes, all right. So we go to our local SNC, which is Sports Nutrition Center in Tigard, Oregon, which is like the headquarters to like uh-huh. bodybuilding. And the owner like brought out the calendar. She's like, all right, well, this promoter kind of sucks. This, oh, she's like, all right, this show, the Northern Classic in seven weeks. That's a good one. I go, seven weeks? I go, are you down to my friend? He's like, all right. We just went for it. And, you know, we didn't have, like I said, I never dieted down to contest body fat levels. I mean, it was really me diving in for the first time, learning everything myself. Like I figured out my own diet. Um, I think he did his own diet, but I kind of, we basically, basically we did our own diets, but I remember we wanted to get our body fat tested and someone recommended, um, this little personal trainer named Casey in 24 fitness. They're like, he's competed before he's older. He knows what he's doing. At least let him assess your body fat each week to see if you're coming right. down in the right. Direction. Sure. Okay. I remember we went to Casey and, um, he dialed us in as far as our body fat. And he also, what he did for us is like, I wrote my diet, but he would check it each week and say, deduct this many carbs or add this much cardio. So that's what we did. And the funny thing is, you know, we'd go in there and we weren't on anything at the time. Um, and then we did our measurements. I was like, I think I was like 201 or 199 at like 11% body fat. And David, my partner was like 205 at 12%. 
And of course, right after that, we got on pro hormone. So we got on like, um, I think like something called master draw V2, which is like a five alpha androstenedial, dial, which is a hardener yep. and some other crap. And each week, dude, like whenever we checked in after adding those hormones, even though they are pro hormones, they're really effective. Like I remember three weeks in Casey checks my weight and it was like 195. So it dropped four pounds and body fat was like 5.5 from 11. <laughs> and he goes, he's like, what are you guys taking? Like, what are you guys doing? He's right. like, this doesn't even make sense. We were like looking at each other. We didn't really want to tell him, but cause he was natural. We're like, uh, we're just taking some over the counter pro hormones or something. He was like, all right, whatever. But like the jump, the response was insane. Yeah. So like, I mean, it was so funny, man. Like during that prep, like I didn't know any better. So like I would literally, I was driving myself in the ground so hard with cardio. Like, you know how people do hit cardio, like maybe 15 second sprints or eight second sprints all out. Yep. I was literally doing the all out thing on the uh, elliptical the entire like 55 minutes or an hour. <laughs> like just going crazy. Like I didn't know any better. Like I thought that like, I wasn't sure that I could get in that shape that I seen the magazines yeah. the paper thin. And I was so unsure. I didn't know I was doing everything possible. I tell you what, whenever I got to that show, man, I was so run down, overtrained, and just, I felt so bad, but I didn't know any better until doing shows later to re- reflect on it, to realize I was killing myself. Yeah. I overdid it, you know? It's funny you bring up, the, like, the poor home ones, because that's really when they kind of, like, the over-the-counter ones, the over-the-counter ones then were so different than the ones we have today. Like, I mean, they were literally so different. I mean, they were more toxic, but they were very effective. I remember I would... I, that was, I was maybe nineteen twenty. I would take them too, but you'd see they actually worked. And most of the shit oh, yeah. today, it's, it's just not the I same. I don't even think about today because the, the, the band's so selective. I think there's loopholes where certain things survive. But um, the thing is, man, the things that are survived are really pretty dangerous because there are things that maybe throughout medical history they never used and it was for a reason, right? Yeah. So, but people, companies don't give a shit. So. Right. Well, it's but good. Yeah, I mean... I thought they were very effective back in like 2002 to 2005 before the major ban. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, we talk about, you know, pro hormones and supplements, obviously they've been a huge part of your life. Now you have your own line, MPA subs. Like when did you make the jump from bodybuilding and competing to saying like, I want to formulate and make my own line and provide these options to consumers? Well, I mean, I worked for a company called primordial performance from 2010 to 2012 that motivated me just for using and basically formulating high quality products. The owner, I still am friends with him to this day. I mean, he is truly a mastermind. And so I saw the kind of passion and effort that he put into those products. And um, basically that kind of got me ignited, but um, I didn't really think about any supplement line at all until 2014, I believe. Um, My whole thing was that's whenever I was like gung ho tunnel vision, trying to get a pro card. And I, I was uh, coaching a ton of people, too. So I was like, man, there should be a supplement company that should be able to freaking align themselves with my brand, my name. I can promote them. They can promote me. I should be getting, you know, maybe I could get a check each month. Yeah, right. They could expos. I can do Q&A seminars, what have you. Um, and I was talking to certain people, John Meadows and other guys that are affiliated with companies at that time that were yep. doing what I was getting money for it. And basically, John was even like, he's like, Matt, if you aren't making 50 grand a year, you're you're dumb you're ridiculous because you have the ability to be able to align yourself with somebody to do that i go well i guess i'm dumb because i'm not getting anything so it was really random because after that conversation with john um i randomly started getting like it was really weird like emails from different companies right i got one from inner armor which i don't even know if they're still around i'm not sure if they are either actually i remember they were big for a while and they wanted to work with me but they wanted to do like a three-month thing to where i give them 
followers and like I do stuff for them for three months so then they can monitor it. And it's worth it for them. They'll start working on a contract. So I was like, okay, mm. so what if I give you a bunch of people, then you don't like me, then you have the people I got you and I get nothing. I'm like, that's right. stupid. So then um, a muscle tech rep messaged me randomly from Iovate and he's like, hey, I've been following your stuff for a while. I really like the content you put out. I like uh, the people you train is impressive. Um, how would you feel? He goes, I put your name down out of three other coaches that there's going to be a sister company, a muscle tech, and we want to put you or someone else's name behind it. And you can design products. I was like, this is perfect. I was like, you know, the heavens opened up and I was so happy. So then I remember I told, I think I talked to John. I'm like, Hey, I got this thing going on. What should I ask for? And he was like, well, he's like, make sure if they give you something a month, if it's low, if it's something like lower than a thousand a month or something, he's like ask for a percentage or a residual off products that you design. Right. I'm like, okay. And then I did that. And the guy, I gave him, a resume. He's like, I'm going to go to headquarters. We're going to do a presentation. I'm going to talk about you to them. And he's like, yeah, there's no way we can give you a percentage or residual. That ain't going to happen. He's like, we might be able to get you a thousand dollars a month or something like that. And I'm like, at that point, that's whenever I was like, okay, so if I do a thousand dollars a month, now I have to be at their beck and call, fly out to Exodus, fly out over here, do a bunch of crazy stuff. I'm like, I can just take on a few more clients and have a thousand bucks a month. I'm like, why don't I just freaking come out with my own product? And, And at that point, I was recommending a topical fat burner, um, eviscerate. Um, and the thing is I've always used topical fat burners. Uh, even back in 2001 and two, I used to make them even homemade like DMSO or flow gel. Um, and do Johan buying hydrochloride powder and capsaicin HP arthritis cream. And I really believed in them. I really believe that whenever you're at that point and you hit a plateau and you literally have no body fat pretty much anywhere, but your lower back, or your glute, Right. It's like you work cardio, you lower your carbs. At that point, you're going to probably burn off an inch off your bicep and lose fullness in your delts to get that little bit off. I'm like, if you have something to initiate blood flow and heat and circulation and deliver to alpha-2 receptors, I'm like, it made sense to me. So I was pushing that eviscerate. Now, rewind back to whenever I worked for Primordial Performance, I helped design something called Dermatherm Target, which was essentially vaso burn. Back yeah. then, it was called Dermatherm Target. The owner let me basically design my own product. Primordial, Primordial got shut down in 2012. Eric, the owner, sold all the formulas to some guy in Hong Kong, okay? And so at that point, when I was like, shoot, I should just somehow come out with Dermatherm. If I can get Dermatherm back under my name, I could sell that, probably make a grand a month and not have to be at the people's beck and call, right? Right. I contacted Eric. And I said, hey, man, do you have that guy's email or number that you sold the formulas to? He goes, yeah, um, let me give it to you. And I did. I contacted the guy. And of course, he. I try to just downplay it. I'm like, listen, man, I just want this one formula. It was kind of my baby when I worked there. I'm like, I might not even do anything with it. I'm just going to lay low. It's just something that's personal to me. And he's like, well, he's like maybe you can buy all the formulas. or, or but I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I just want one. Just that one product. <laughs> bless you. And, um, Thank bless you. you. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, then he's like, well, if you make the product, can I get a residual or this or that? And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. So then, of course, Rachel, my wife, who's like super authoritative she's like listen email him back and be like two grand two grand paypal right now take her to leave it no residuals take the money or we're done said that he's like okay deal so at that point um we got the formula right then i contacted my partner who's my partner now for mpa subs um someone i knew from primordial he was a wholesaler account of ours so i used to deal with my partner mitch through wholesale primordial And we became friends and we stayed in contact after Primordial. And I remember I told Mitch, I'm like, hey, man, do you want to like go in on a little project with me? Um, I know I can give you the recipe for the um, 
the vaso burn is what we're going to call it. And I, I know you have a production. You can make it happen. He goes, totally right on. Let's do it. So I'm like, okay, let's just see how it goes. Right. Literally, man, like within a week, that two grand was beyond made and it was just done. So I was like, and that's how it all started. It was just mm-hmm. that one product. And then I really didn't foresee anything happening too much after that. Um, once again, until 2015 happened, my dad passed away. I took a step back from bodybuilding. Then I'm like, I was like product formulating, you know, coming out with a bunch of different things. Then we came out with cortisol, vaso drive, vaso seven, and the list goes on, you know. It's interesting because your your line that you have now never could have been a muscle tech line. I mean, it just muscle tech no. has to obviously it's about bottom line with muscle tech. I love I have good friends at Iovate, but it's just it wouldn't be a product that they could have there. It's just not possible. Um because your products now like we Cellulvol, which is a great pump enhancer or non non uh, pre, you can use it as that too because you have elevate TP and a couple of nice ingredients in it that takes it beyond the pump aspect. I think it retails for 60 bucks, but it's totally worth it because it, it I mean, if you look at what's in that product, so I think the average consumer probably looks at your line and says, whoa, that's too expensive because they're used to the $29.99 Cellucore C4 double pack at Costco. But your Bingo. stuff, you know, your stuff is, and, and you weren't, you're not trying to formulate it for everybody. So like you've been, a, I wouldn't say accused, but I think you have the reputation of formulating products for, for, for meatheads, guys on gear, guys who are super strict about their, their diet and their bodybuilding regime, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, I use your CardioSolve and, uh, and your HeartSolve on TRT and I would use it if I wasn't on TRT because it's that good of a product. Uh, my question for you, and this is a personal question is when are we going to get a Tudka product or a liver health product? Cause that's Matt. I need that. I need that from you. Um, you know what? It's funny. I have a lot of projects or products that I have like in the back burner that I probably need to go check up on cause we haven't touched base on it, but I have a lot of things that haven't been released or even brought to the forefront. So I remember I did have something with, um, I won't say the ingredients, but it's a really good formula for liver and then detoxification in general. Um, there, like I said, I have a really cool sleep aid I have. There's so many things that really haven't even been brought up, but um, that could be a possibility. Um, I'm really satisfied with the heart solve and cardio solve. Awesome. I mean, seven ingredients and two formulas, all very adequately dosed is very rare. So we were someone's like, I even, someone emailed us. They're like, we pieced it out. They're like getting your products actually cheaper than piecing out the dosages. Oh. And, and the, the name brand, even our Arjuna is Rajuna, it's a trademark. So like I try to get everything name branded if possible. So um, like you said, um, most people that aren't knowledgeable, and I don't even want to say like steroid meatheads, but it's like people that are natural would benefit from it because the high quality, you know, it's, right. it's got to be informed about what you're really paying for. You're paying for name branded ingredients that are, that are secure and tested, right? You're paying for clinical dosage or above. And you're also, with my product, you aren't getting tricked into like 20 workouts or 50, 30 servings. Mm-hmm. Whenever people actually put their mind to it and think about it and they realize the product cost of ingredients, we could be charging more to make a more bigger a bigger profit margin. But it's like we're very fair, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Corp, which is our serenade or patented phosphatidylserine, 800 milligrams for a scoop. If you go to vitamin shop. You can get uh, PS tabs, 100 milligrams. That's eight pills a day. Mm-hmm. And I think if they come in 30 servings or 60, do the math. And each bottle is like 40 bucks. It, and ours is like 55 or 56. Right. Um, it's, it's a steal. And I've heard some people like, oh, that's too expensive. Like if you actually knew your stuff, you'd, you'd be like, oh, my gosh. 
crazy. What's your what's your uh, I guess your mindset and your philosophy on reformulation of products because new ingredients come out all the time. So I, I look at I look at Cellevol, which is a great product, and there have been um, an advent of new pump ingredients come out. One is called S Seven, right? Like S Seven is pretty big. Came out at Supply East. Some companies are introducing that now too. Like what what does it take for Matt to consider reformulating a very successful product to make it even better like sell you if you see you know s7 has this potential it increases no by 237 percent if you believe the studies whatever to where you'd actually consider reformulating a, a product that has that's a staple product in mpa subs so i mean yeah there's a lot of different new ingredients that come out all the time like glister pump now for hydromax yep. which really is so better it's just supposedly more soluble it doesn't it doesn't have clumping right. issues whereas Dude, at Cellubol, we've been blessed where there's been no issues with consistency ever. Yeah, I never had any issues with it. Five grams of Hydromax, I'm very cool with that. Um, you know, there's probably like Vaso Stick. There's there's different mm-hmm. things. The thing is, I always go to the ingredient supply shows, especially the one out here in Vegas, and you get bombarded with so much new info, and you got to really decipher what's valid because a lot of these companies were just getting bored, and they literally will take an ingredient with even minimal data, but they'll invest their own money into it. Right. And to make studies kind of sway their way. I mean, there's University of Baylor, there's certain places that these companies go to and they can kind of make things result in their favor if they pay enough money into it. Right. So I would take things with a grain of salt, even if they have all this backing and all this stuff. So that's when it comes to me taking the product personally and like literally doing blood work or, or whatever type of testing that I want to do to feel confident in it. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I'm not just one person that's like, oh my God, this is the latest and greatest. I'm sold. I'm going to switch my formula. Even though I could probably switch my formula to these update ingredients and not even to say these ingredients are better, but just so it's new, that could spark sales. Yeah, right? so bring, new, bring news like, to the category. I don't want to do it just for the sake of being current. Like, I want to be current with good shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I know works. Right. And, and and that's not to say that any of your stuff is outdated because it's not. Like you're you're like you said, five grams of hydromaxes and then I think you have fifteen hundred milligrams of nitrosagene. Like these are all really good product and like you mentioned Vaso six, which is very similar to nitrosagene. It's just a, it basically it kinda comes down to sometimes cost and, and they're they're some of the differences in these things are so minute, um, you know, in terms of like the effects that it really, it does come to like, okay, here's an opportunity for me to bring news to my, you know, number three skew. Uh, I don't know what your top selling product is, but I'm going to guess. Like I, I think vasoburn burn's got to be one of your top selling skews. I think cardio has got to be one of your top selling skews. Um, is vasoburn burn your number one selling skew? Vasoburn burn is always the number one, but that's um, what I thought. I'll, okay. I will actually tell you right now, unfortunately, um, heart solve outperforms cardio solve way more. So I really wish people would get more um, in tune with Cardiosol, but HeartSolve seems to be the main one. Buy the pack. Buy the dual pack. It's a, it's a deal. I mean, they it, it, it work well together. Totally. Um, also, Cortisol, man, that stuff sells great. People love Cortisol. I mean, it's so diverse. Um, we get so many cool um, emails telling us whether it's helped them. For different people, there's different effects. So better sleep for some per- person, lower anxiety. Uh, maybe fat loss in stubborn areas because they were stressed. I mean, there's so many different cool things with cortisol. Um, then isopoofs, of course, is kind of like a trendy product and it's catching on fast. Right. It's, yeah. I mean, what I like, you know, we, we started this podcast talking about gear use and, and how to stay healthy like while you're on gear. Like there are a lot of mainstream supplement companies that come out with products like they, they call it gear support or on-cycle support. This stuff is not strong enough to support a cycle of actual stuff. If you're on like, uh, you know, Windrow or Anavar, like, but your cardio solve and your heart solve is like, that's a legit product that can be used if you're on cycle to help. And, and like, so, I mean, and the price tag shouldn't scare anybody because at the end of the day, like your heart and your organ is your number one thing in your body. Take care of the damn thing. 
Absolutely. Um, I agree with you. Like That's the thing. You're right. They come out with whatever gear word in it or PCT this, the natural products. But it's like when you're shotgunning a bunch of gear like this current generation is doing, like right. I'm take all the liver stuff you want, but if you're doing Anivar, D-Ball, Halo test or whatever, um, you know, the thing is with liver products too, worry about that stuff right afterwards. Whenever you get off the orals, then regenerate your liver with all the ammo right afterwards. Um, but yeah, with heart salt, man, it's been cool because uh, people have literally emailed in for an example and been like, my BP was at 139 over 85 and it's gone down to like 114 or so like, not like I always warn people, like, I don't want to say it's like, um, pharmaceutical, like, cause that's illegal obviously. Right. But it's, if you're like 145 or like hypertension, get medication. But if you're on that cusp of like, you know, 125 to 135, potentially heart solve may support a healthier range. Right. Um, we've seen it firsthand with, uh, emails. Yeah, and not to mention if you're if you're on something like Trend, your BP is going to go up. Like your your blood pressure does get elevated at times with some of the stuff that you take. Like take take care of it. I mean, so you, you, from experience, like sometimes you breathe pretty fucking hard when you're on this stuff. Like take care of yourself so you're not in a bad situation. What's uh, what is the future hold? I mean, I mean, MPA subs does good business direct to consumer. You're on Amazon. You're not in major retailers, and that's because like your model probably doesn't support that retailer margin, and that's fine. But like I don't think it needs to. Are you satisfied with the status of MPA subs, how far and how much you've grown it? And like, what do you want to do with the brand? I mean, the thing is we, I never envisioned it to be even where it's at now. You know, like I said, it started off as that one ski with the base of burn. And I was just trying to basically not have to be a beck and call of a sponsor, you know, mm-hmm. so I was like, I'll own product, but yeah, it's, it's surpassed anything I envisioned. But now that we're in, we're in it, we want to go farther as far as we can. Right. And yeah. expand and, brand awareness and and keep working on you know doing marketing and just getting out there so um i definitely wanted to keep expanding but the thing is i never want to lose the moral compass and the integrity of where what you know there's been some companies and obviously i won't say names but they started off with a certain type of demeanor and brand and then it kind of as they get popular ingredients fizzle out and dosages fizzle out and certain things fizzle out but because they made it you know what i mean yeah. i don't want to come to that um, I just don't want to sell out. It's just, I, I like to sleep well at night and I don't want to think that I'm just to make a bunch of you know money and then have a bad rep. Yeah. I don't want to go, I want to try to keep this going, but it is very hard. It's hard to make a lot of money off of these high price tag items at cost. You know yeah. what I mean? Our cost, like, you know, our costs for certain SKUs are a retail price at like a Walmart or a Costco, some Easily. product. That's our yeah. bottom cost. So it's difficult. You know? You're not you're not wrong. I think that's the thing that people don't understand. Like your landing costs on some of this stuff could be upper teens, lower twenties, and then you have to account for shipping, right? What's that? Or lower thirties. Yeah, I mean, and then you have to account for shipping. Uh, some people don't understand. Like you have to carry insurance. You have to have a lawyer. Yeah, I mean, you have all these other expenses. You have your Facebook ads. I see your face on Facebook like sixteen times a day. Like you're doing a really good job of getting out there explaining well, these products. But like, but like, people don't understand. Like, there is a cost associated with business. Like, even even the the bottle and the cap is like a buck twenty or whatever it might be. You know, like those are things that a consumer who goes to bulk supplements and formulates, you know, back formulates your supplements. Like, wait a second, I can make this in my kitchen for six dollars. No, you can't. I mean, you could. You're not gonna have the flavor and stuff. But and I've done that before, and I'm 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 at fault for accusing companies. But the companies that I accuse are are ones that are really killing people with what they're doing but uh here's the cool thing like mpasubs.com is is the website jay cutler tv you're on that you're doing a lot of informative educational pieces uh that people can go and that's on youtube 
what else like do you have going on? Those two things. Obviously, you have your your social media account. You post a lot of good stuff. You have your own personal YouTube channel that you post to. But I think Jay Cutler TV sort of is your number one priority at this time. Anything else in the works for Matt Porter that people can look forward to? I mean, you pretty much nailed it. I mean, uh, after having my baby, um, just kind of being the dad right now and uh, coming out with new products. Um, started attending more trade shows again because obviously last year the pregnancy I didn't I didn't do as many. Um, but yeah, I'm still coaching people and coming out with new products and that's pretty much it. I mean, for my own, my own personal thing, I, 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 like I said, I did those random shotgun shows, those preps, and now I'm taking an off season. Um, I'm experimenting right now with, with, um, increasing my testosterone dose very slowly and then monitoring blood work and kind of seeing where that threshold is to where I might have to back off because things don't look good on blood work. So ah, I'm kind of doing that thing. And then, uh, maybe 2020, I might make a true, um, uh, come back to the national stage or something. So very cool. Well, you're yeah. you live you live in Vegas now, right? Yep. So I mean, are you gonna like you'll be at like the Olympias and I mean, even though you might not, you're not gonna have a booth because that's expensive and a waste of money. Uh, I did <laughs> three years, man. It's it's tough at the Olympia because you have people like um, very popular. I won't say names, but energy drinks that are like it looks like a rave. They're partying. They're spraying. Trust me, everywhere. people who listen to this podcast know exactly who you're talking about. I put I've I've spoken openly about them. It's so loud we couldn't even talk. Yeah. So we were like, this, this is kind of lame. You have to be kind of a gimmicky company. And like a lot of the people didn't even look like they worked out. They were just like partying. So yeah, the Olympia <laughs> yeah. might not be a good investment, but the Arnold is. We love the Arnold. And um, yeah, so but well, yeah, cool. I mean, I'm going to have access to anything. So Yeah, well, you're going to be up in the Columbus then in about a month? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll make sure I stop by and say hello for for sure. Uh, dude, this has been good. I think it's very educational. I think a lot of people listening to this podcast are going to take some things away. Moral story is like some people may think it's taboo. I appreciate you your openness and talking about it because the reality of the situation is people are using stuff. And if we can provide information to help them use it in a healthier way or a better way, like you're doing a service to those people. And it's, I think it, at some point it's almost a disservice not to talk about it because you've, you're trial and it yourself. Like you know what works and what doesn't on yourself that – you can help others, which is which is really cool. Um, your coaching stuff, how do they how do they uh, hire you as a coach? Like serious inquiries only, like no bullshit in this situation, obviously. But like, if somebody really wants your help and your services, is, do they go what website or how do they contact you for that? It's funny because I had a website, but I just like it kind of faded out. Um, but people still somehow find me. They uh, my email is matthewteamporter at gmail Okay. So it's somehow out there. I don't know. I get emails constantly, and then. Um, course facebook and then dm me on instagram or whatever is really easy awesome so, yeah. yeah you know that's the thing another thing I, I never i never like push my services or do a bunch of like you know slander other coaches and try to pimp myself out. i just let people talk for themselves like i don't that's cheesy so yeah um, no i mean we won't get into it but i saw something on social media a lot right i think i don't know if you posted or somebody posted about the, the slander situation this is bullshit let it go so um Dude, I really appreciate this. This is good stuff. Um, we will see you in a month at the Arnold. Yep. We'll stop by. We'll hang out. Uh, looking forward to it. Really, uh, thank you for coming on. Buddy. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, guys. Love it. Love it. Love it. Hope you guys love it. I'm sure it's not I love talking to you. I'm going to catch up with him at the Arnold in 
four weeks. Man, it's quick, right? On and around the corner. Uh, again, new podcast will drop two weeks from this one. We try to get these out there every other week for y'all on iTunes, podcast, uh, any podcast platforms, so Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and more. If you liked what you heard, again, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Get it pushed over to your mobile device automatically so you don't have to search for us. Uh, give us a rating as well to help out the algorithm. Excited about the future of this podcast. We have a lot of things going on over at FI. Make sure you're checking out fitnessinformer.com. Make sure you're following us on social media, facebook.com backslash fitnessinformant. Instagram, we're at, at fitnessinformant. Twitter, we're at fitinformant yet uh, because Twitter doesn't let you have like long handles. So, okay, Twitter. Uh, we are on Snapchat as well. So just make sure you check us out. All new reviews, deals, rankings, uh, training programs, and nutrition plans are up over at fitnessinformant.com. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's ton of traffic coming here to the YouTube channel, obviously, with this uh, the podcast and all of our different reviews. So uh, I'm going to wrap this up. I definitely appreciate the support. I appreciate the love. I appreciate you all stopping by listening to this podcast with Matt Porter. If you'd like to hear or see somebody on this podcast, reach out to me and let me know who. And uh, if I can make it happen and it makes sense, I, uh, I definitely will. So until next time, we hope you were informed. We hope you live fit. Hang loose, be cool, all that good stuff. We'll catch up to you guys very soon.